Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Fortrage. I am Ramsey, the Pips, the Players, the Hustlers, the people of Bustle, and everybody else in between. Ian Cameron, AK Babano, is going to join us uh, in a couple of moments. We'll run the gauntlet with Babano. We'll get a little CFL football, NFL football, NHL hockey. Uh, speaking of baseball, overnight uh, numbers right now. The Miami Marlins are in Cincinnati uh, tomorrow. It's the Cam Stewart special. Uh, Marlins and Rams to me this is like yeah I'll pass on this one I don't, I don't like betting on Marlin games I, you know what I mean when I bet on them they lose when I bet against them they win it's one of those deals I sort of I generally ignore the Marlins for the most part I'll bet against them sometimes but I don't like taking them um, but we talk a lot of Marlins well we talk every team but the Marlins Cam seems to bet like the Marlins every night uh, the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies tomorrow big time series here the Phillies got messed up this weekend uh, Phillies got messed up the Atlanta Braves are, are um, I think the Braves are going to win this division they got Max Fried on hill minus 174 Suarez plus 146 I, I like the Braves but I think the number's too high uh, we've got the Razor in Baltimore uh, Baltimore getting all they can handle. Uh, Baltimore had that big streak going into the All-Star break, and now they got to deal with the Yankees and the Rays. Not easy. Uh, Rays are minus 134 favorites. Kluber versus Voth. Uh, Orioles are plus 114. Cleveland Guardians and the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox have um, gotten smashed the last five games by by 54 runs. It's the biggest run differential uh, in a five-game span in Major League Baseball since 1901. Uh, so, yeah, the Red Sox, minus 102 tomorrow with Pavetta on the hill here. Uh, Plesak goes for the Guardians, minus one, uh, 116. So, the Red Sox are underdogs, total 9.5 there. The Friars are in Detroit. San Diego and Detroit. Uh, Manaya versus uh, minus 164, Hutchison. Little pricey, but I think San Diego gets it done there. You got the Cubs who are suddenly hot going back home against the uh, the Pirates, Brewbreaker and Sampson. Colorado and Milwaukee uh, tomorrow. Colorado plus 158. Freeland, uh, Ashby on the hill here for the Brew Crew, minus 188. Angels. Short price here for the Angels. Minus 104 against um, against the Royals with Granke. Total eight and a half. Syndergaard and Granke. You know, it's pretty crazy. The Angels won for the first time since June today with a pitcher that wasn't Otani. I don't even know how that's possible, but... <laughs> like, um, wow, what a bombshell from Jason B. Tackett earlier, though, saying that he would trade Otani if he was the Angels. I understand that, you know, you're, you're terrible with him and stuff, but look, they're getting 30,000 people a game, all right? If Otani's not there, then then what does it drop to? 20? And then you get rid of Trout, now what does it drop to? You know, 10? You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to sell tickets. I can't believe Otani only makes $5.5 million as well. Uh, San Francisco and Arizona. No, there's a lot of, uh, let's just call it out for what it is, man. There's a lot of crap uh, on the board tomorrow. San Francisco, Arizona. 
Houston and Oakland. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Maranci. What's up, SoCal? The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's do this thing. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. We kick it on Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. We've got Ian Cameron going to join us. Handicapper Babato joins us on Sundays and Wednesdays recovering from COVID, uh, but he's got his pipes uh, back. So uh, Babato kicks it with us in a couple of moments at time. Major League uh, Baseball, uh, the trade deadline rapidly approaching. We're a little more than a week away right now, and Juan Soto is not the only player player that's going to be available, but Juan Soto is the biggest player that is available, and there's going to be a lot of talk uh, tomorrow about Soto and the Los Angeles Dodgers as the Washington Nationals are in Chavez Ravine. Tomorrow night, uh, the Nationals are plus 250. Underdogs, Gonsolin on the hill uh, for the Dodgers at minus 310. Dodgers on a tear uh, right now. Seattle uh, had a reality check over the weekend playing the Houston Astros. They got a big series with the Texas Rangers uh, that starts uh, tomorrow. Uh, Texas is where the UFC is going to be on Saturday night, and the UFC has done a great job uh, this summer uh, with the Saturday afternoon uh, cards. We've enjoyed it. The ABC card uh, last week, uh, this card over the weekend, uh, kicked ass. And maybe we liked it because we went 6-2. Uh, and two, But we got the Venezuelan Vixen and the uh, the title rematch uh, fight against Amanda Nunes uh, on Saturday. So we're going to break that down uh, throughout the week. And, of course, it's countdown to kickoff International Football League. As uh, the money is starting to come in right now on the Raiders. There's been line movement. The Raiders are up to two-point favorites in this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Thursday night, August the 4th. It's go time. College football rapidly approaching and of course we've got the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams we'll talk NFL football with Babata we talked NFL football earlier uh, with Mo Khan talking about the NFL MVP and who the MVP is going to be this year in the National Football League again I think that Justin Herbert is a good look at 9-1. to one. The MVP is somewhat of a popularity contest. There's a couple of things you need to do. You need to be popular. You need to put up a bunch of points and be like an offensive, flashy dude. And the media need to like you. Justin Herbert checks all the boxes. Late Night Anchor Management Class, Ian Cameron next. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Marantzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the banos, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Let's bring in Ian Cameron on the Late Night Anger Management class here at XM Channel 159. I'm out of your 1090 ESPN Radio. Babano, it's always a pleasure. How you doing tonight, Babano? Great to be with you, Marantzi, as always, on a Sunday night. 
Well, countdown to kickoff is on. We're now less than two weeks away uh, from the start of the National Football League uh, preseason, but it was another full slate of football in the CFL. We had a rare Sunday night game in the CFL due to um, due to COVID. They postponed. Uh, they pushed back the uh, Toronto Argonaut and the Saskatchewan a Rough Rider game. Uh, when it's all said and done, the Argos win the football game, Babano, and the game goes over uh, the number 31-21 final score this evening. Yeah, it was one of those games where, look, all week long, all we heard was Saskatchewan would be decimated, undermanned, depleted by COVID-19, about 10 players testing positive. Several of those players didn't play tonight. Injuries, including to Cody Fajardo, suspension to Duke Williams, among others. Uh, it was just uh, an absolute Marino, of course, still suspended. So, you know, it was just who was going to be out on the field and a perfect opportunity for Toronto to take advantage. Yet the Toronto Argonauts still managed to find a million ways to try to screw it up. Uh, and shoot themselves in the foot. I don't think they had any toes left at the end of that game because they shot every toe from both of their feet with mistakes and turnovers and bad coaching decisions. Uh, Of course, the big one being the decision to kick a 61-yard field goal at the end of the first half that blew up in Ryan Dimwitty's face uh, at the end of that half. But Toronto survived. Ugly, but a win is a win. Yeah, win is a win uh, when it's all said and done. It wasn't easy uh, for them. It's never easy to win. Uh, it's Saskatchewan 31-21, uh, so they end up uh, getting it done. We back. Uh, we had the Argos in the back end um, of a bunch of teasers. Now, we liked them earlier when they were getting all the points earlier in the week, and the number kept on going down. We ended up taking them again uh, tonight, uh, but we did take the under in this game. That was our only loss. We did have the under, but... It was a good day uh, for us uh, to, to cash the teasers, to hit the Argos again. We had Max Verstappen uh, this morning. Um, so we did better today than we did on uh, Saturday night. I'll tell you that. As uh, we went to an MLS game and there was a late goal, it was just an absolute bat breaker. And there's nothing nothing worse than being at a game and losing a big bet with like a minute left <laughs> in the game. But that's exactly uh, what happened. So, yeah, 31-21. Uh, this week, uh, let's let's take a look at uh, the slate here, because we have we have football on Thursday again, and then the following Thursday, guys, uh, we've got the Raiders and the Jags in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, but we've got Thursday night football, Montreal and Hamilton this week. The Friday night game, BC at Saskatchewan, Winnipeg at Calgary, and uh, Ottawa at Toronto. That's the slate this week. So it starts off with Montreal and Hamilton, a big game for uh, for both teams in the Eastern uh, Division on Thursday night. Yeah, it really is. And uh, at the same time, you have to wonder just how big these games really are because nobody is separating themselves in this East Division, which has been quite honestly pathetic, to be quite honest, for the entire season up till this point. It's really a matter of who's going to screw up less and find a way to win this division between the Arcos, the Alouettes, my Ticats, uh, and even the Red Blacks. As crazy as it is to say it, with a winless record on the year, Uh, They're not even completely out of it yet. You know, if they get red hot and somehow go on a run and, you know, at least find a way to win a few games before getting Jeremiah Masoli back, which is still going to be a while before they see him. But, you know, if even they can get their act together and find some ways to win some of these close games instead of losing them like they did against Montreal again last week, even they're not completely out of it. But, yeah, as far as Montreal Hamilton's concerned, it is a big game. It's going to be interesting to see now with Kahari Jones in the fold for the Ticats going into this game. I think the first thing you have to look at just from an intangible perspective for this game is how much is that Kahari Jones intel of the team that he just got fired from? How much of his knowledge and his intel and his insight from his time with the Alouettes is going to benefit Hamilton? in game planning and preparing for this football game. So it's an interesting dynamic that uh, throws is thrown into this game coming up Thursday night. I think it's more of a personal dynamic. Um, and you're right, there might be a couple of things here and there, but I think Babano in the NFL or in college, it's a big deal, right? Like a good example is like the, uh, the Oregon Duck coach now was the defensive coordinator of the Georgia Bulldogs. So like they're playing in week one. I think so like sort of, he knows their system. He knows the cadences. He knows like the play calls. He knows the weaknesses, right, of of players on the team. Yet I think, but Mano, when it comes to the CFL, bro, there's only nine teams. So like, what what don't you know? I mean, what don't they already know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think every team knows everything about every team uh, in this league. But it is an interesting uh, dynamic, and um, it should listen, man, Montreal. Montreal been putting money in people's pockets. They're, it's a roller coaster, uh, but they're good against the point spread. 
They've been score. They've been uh, the games have been getting all over the number. BC Saskatchewan on Friday is an interesting tilt as well with the Riders' situation. So we're going to be in limbo with the line all week with that. Uh, Winnipeg and Calgary Saturday night, but battle clearly the game of the week. Yeah, Calgary off a of bye week, if I'm not mistaken, has not lost in. I would say almost a decade if I'm like, I've got to actually look back on and just to be accurate, but just off the top of my head, I know it's been a very long time since the Calgary Stampeders have lost coming off a bye week. And this is not just a Dave Dickinson trend. This is not just a Dave Dickinson stat. This goes back to when John Huffnagel was the head coach a very long time ago. Calgary has just been a machine off a bye week. They have played their best football. They've always been well-prepared. They've executed their game at a high level in games following a bye. And of course they're playing with revenge for a, close loss in Winnipeg just a couple weeks ago. So situationally, I think I like Calgary, but again, we've got to see some numbers. We'll see what the line is, but a lot of things favor the stamps there. And look, it's not easy to bet against Winnipeg. They keep finding ways to win. They're still undefeated. It's not easy to want to say, hey, let's line up and bet against Zach Kalaros and the Blue Bombers because they're just a phenomenal football team that, as I said, they love playing in close games. They just have a knack for finding ways to win those close games. But definitely situationally, a rested Calgary team off a bye where they've been pretty much unbeaten for probably going on a decade, I'd say. It's tough not to want to back that in some form. So the National Football League uh, preseason kicks off on August the 4th. Not this Thursday, but the following uh, Thursday. The Las Vegas Raiders. Numbers going up. So there is people are starting to bet this game uh, right now. The Raiders are up to minus two uh, right now. Total an incredibly low 33 and a half. And I think that people... You've got to be careful. Um, A lot of people, like the Hall of Fame game, people always hammer the under and stuff, but this is a low number, uh, 33 and a half. Then after that, um, everybody starts the following week. So there's Thursday Thursday night football, August the 4th, uh, with the Raiders and the Jags. Then after that, it's the next uh, Thursday. Uh, we got a couple of games with the Giants and the Patriots, the Titans and the Ravens. And then uh, Friday, it's, it's go time. Friday night uh, preseason football starting in uh, in about a week and a half. So it's it's go time. So, Babano, we've been talking uh, NFL futures uh, on the show. Last week, our theme was who's the best team and who's the worst team going to be in the um, in the regular season. Like So not, not who's going to win the Super Bowl, but who's going to have the best record in the league, who's going to have the worst record uh, in the league. We're starting to form a consensus. Uh, right now, at least you know the you know the Atlanta Falcons have been chosen the most to be the um, to have the worst record, and the Buffalo Bills have been selected the most to have the best record of the battle. So we'll start off with the best uh, here, team with the best regular season record at FanDuel: Buffalo Bills plus 450, Tampa Bay Buccaneers five to one, Packers seven to one, Chiefs nine to one, Rams nine to one, Cowboys ten to one, Ravens fourteen to one. Broncos 14 to one. Who do you think has the best record in the regular season? Babano, what's your play? So the bills have this roster. The bills have the quarterback, the bills have the offense, the bills have the coaching, uh, the Bills, I think, have improved their pass rush significantly, which was a big issue for them last year. The one flaw, I think, on their defense was a consistent pass rush. That's going to be improved. I don't know if the schedule's as easy for them. I know the schedule's not as easy for them uh, this year. So I don't know if I'm rushing as the favored team to have the best regular season in the NFL this year for it to be Buffalo, personally. A lot of tough games, man. You're right. That's yeah. the problem. When, you, when you're an entertaining team and you're good, you have to play against good teams on in primetime games. So it does make your life more difficult. All right, so we'll get the battles uh, play on the other side. Best record, worst record. We'll take a look at the overnight Major League Baseball board uh, as well. The late-night anger man for class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? 
could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sunday Bloody Sunday continues. This is Portridge. I am Ramsey. Sporting down a series of channel 159 at Money and 1090 ESPN Radio. Just over AM radio affiliates. Ian Cameron uh, joining us. We're talking NFL uh, futures right now. We'll take a look at the overnight baseball card uh, as well. Uh, but uh, Babano. Uh, talking about the best record in the regular season in the National Football League. You're weary of the Buffalo Bills due to their schedule. One thing we should note, I'm not going to disagree, the schedule is tough, but at the same point in time, they are going to be favored in every football game that they play in, as evidenced the fact that they're actually favored on the road against the defending champion, Los Angeles Rams, uh, even in the season opener. But who you got for us, Babano, what's your play? Best regular season record. I'm I'm going to throw a curveball because I'm high on this team and I I already bet them over their win total. I bet them to win their division. I bet them to win the AFC. I bet them to win the Super Bowl. I hope our good friend Jeff Feinberg's listening because he's going to be thrilled when he hears me Whoa. say this. The Los Angeles Chargers would be the Whoa. team I would go with. Wow. I really love this team. I really love what they're doing. I know last year at times. Just uh, for the record, saw, just for the record, guys, 16 to 1 right now at FanDuel. Yes. 16 to 1, Chargers' best regular season record. All right, go on, Babano. Yeah, I'm going for what I think is some real value here, uh, honestly, at 16 to 1. I like the way this team has improved in the offseason. I'm really in the trenches. I think they're a lot better along the offensive line going into this season. I think the defense is short up, especially up front. You know, a lot of times last year, the pass rush was inconsistent, to be honest with you. If it wasn't Joey Bosa, where was it coming from? Of course, Ingram ended up being jettisoned out of there during the season. So where was that pass rush consistently? And I think it's going to be a better a team in terms of pressuring the quarterback up front, which is going to free up Derwin James, the great safety, who I think, gosh, if he can just stay healthy for a full season, he is still a terrific talent. I think their cornerback position has been solidified quite a bit. I know Staley last year drove me nuts at times with all the fourth down. Like I like the aggressiveness. I do. But going for it so much on fourth down the way he did, Maybe you scale back on that a bit. But when I look at the Chargers, I think they're a much better team. I think year three now of Justin Herbert is ready to have that you know outstanding season, really take that big step forward in his career development. And when you look at the other teams in the division, there's legit question marks about Kansas City. I know they've still got Patrick Mahomes, but the defense still has concerns. What does that offense look like without Tyreek Hill, who did so much for that group the last few years offensively? What about the Raiders? A lot of flashy pieces, but can they put it all together this year? And I'm still not sold on Denver. I know they got Russell Wilson back, but there's still some question marks with that team, especially the O-line, especially uh, in the secondary. So to me, this is a division that even though it's difficult, the AFC West, top to bottom, the best division, I think, going into the new season. The L.A. Chargers, I think, talent-wise, can stack up with the other three teams and maybe even eclipse them. And I'll look to them at that big, gigantic 16-1 to for them to have the best regular season record. Bold, very bold, um, as you stated. That is that is the biggest one. We've had some bold predictions for the worst team uh, in the league. Like we had one guy, Mike Tanier from the New York Times, actually says the New York Giants, which I did not agree with. I don't think the Giants are going to be the worst team in the NFL. But he said, oh, he goes at twenty to one. I'm taking the Giants. Um, and I should note, Babano, if you like all of that, and you stated so, you bet the win total, you've gotten to win a division, and you're betting them uh, to win the Super Bowl as well. At that exactly. point, I, I would grab a piece of uh, Justin Herbert to be the MVP. At nine to one, that too. Oh, and yeah. I laid a buck sixty-two actually at Fanduel. That specific book to uh, make the playoffs as well. The Chargers. Oh, you did. Huh? Lay a little price. You're all in on the Chargers. Yep. You've got them. You got them. You got them everywhere. <laughs> I do. I don't, I'll be a disappointed man if they fall flat on their face. Let's put it that way. I can't trust them. And I tell you what. Um, you're not the only one. We've, we've now is this a franchise thing? Is, is this you just buying into the that's a cursed franchise? They've done nothing in the playoffs. Yes, they found yes. ways to screw it up. Yeah. Yes. Like until they prove it. And every year, 
Every year, Babano, people say this is the Chargers year. Every damn year, man. I've been doing this a long time. I've fallen for it uh, in the past. You know what it is, Babano? I don't trust their wide receivers. They're always hurt. And they always have the same guys, right? And I always hear, wow, you know, a powerful offense, you know, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I'm like, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are always hurt. But they do move the ball. I think I think you're right about Staley, actually. I don't know. I think he probably will dial it back a little bit, Babano. I mean, he has to. I mean, just, you know, I mean, dude, 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 you know, I think he 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 needs to see that he was too aggressive. But I like the pick, Babano. I like your boldness here. So you're saying, uh, all right, Chargers, Babano's on record. Chargers, 16 to 1, best regular season record, worst regular season record. Who you got, Babano? I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers, even with Baker Mayfield. I really think it's going to be tough for them. I think there's a huge disconnect. I don't know if they've done enough. Uh, really, I don't know if they've done enough with the offensive line, to be quite honest with you. That unit was garbage last year. Pure, absolute garbage. The offensive line couldn't protect, couldn't open up holes for the run game. And I still look at Baker Mayfield as a guy that when he was with the Cleveland Browns, he had everything set up nicely when things were going well. The old line was solidified. He had Nick Chubb, a terrific running back. He had some weapons to work with on the outside. You got none of that essentially here in Carolina. Oh, you got a, uh, can he stay healthy for a full season? Uh, Christian McCaffrey here. Uh, and that's a big if. Uh, Chuba Hubbard showed a little something, too, uh, a little bit when McCaffrey was out. But still, I mean, it's not like you have running backs that, A, you can trust to stay healthy for a full season. And especially in the case of McCaffrey, you've got an O-line that I've still got major question marks about. I like Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore's receivers. But to me, I think Carolina is still uh, a really, really tough team to trust for me. And I think they're going to have a really rough season. It fell apart. Uh, the Matt Rule experiment seems like it's going downhill. Uh, to the point where he might be back in college, to be quite honest with you, after this upcoming season. So I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers to have the worst record in the regular season. Another bold pick, another one um, at 10 to 1. And, you know, I think they're in a conversation. I, I think they will be in a conversation to be one of the worst teams in the league. But I personally don't think they'll be the worst, worse. I think they'll win like five games or something. I, I don't hate know. That they're playing Cleveland, Gabe, in week one. That I, that pisses me off so much because I want to fade both of those teams so badly, and they're playing each other. I'm going to be pulling for Carolina. I'll be on Team Baker there to <laughs> stick it to. Uh, I don't know. I don't, we'll see about the spread when I bet on stuff. But I'll be pulling for Baker. I'm not even a big Baker fan or anything like that. But um, I would like to see Cleveland get the short end of it. Uh, I guess it all depends on what my bet is, to be honest. But, you know, um, my my team of battle is right there with the same odds that I'm going with. I'm taking the Chicago Bears. I think the Chicago Bears will yep. be worse. I think they have the same type of problems as It'd you just talked about, Carolina. Atlanta yeah, would yeah. be too. I'm going to hold out hope for yes, Smith yes. a little bit. And Marcus Mariota, who's a reclamation project, no doubt about it. Well, I think they're in trouble. Around a bit. They're the, that's the one that people pick the most. Was Atlanta to be the to be the worst? And their schedule 400. is downright brutal. In fact, every team in the NFC South, their their schedule is terrible. It's it's absolutely awful. And 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 in terms of how difficult it is, so that's not going to make it easier for Atlanta or Carolina for that matter. I think that's the way to go. I mean, so you take your Carolina pick at ten to one. I take my Bears pick at ten to one. But I'm also going to take a piece at a plus four hundred uh, with with the Falcons. That's Tampa's division, and maybe maybe New Orleans could surprise with Jameis Winston and Dennis Allen taking over as head coach, who does the know Saints the will team be fine. Knows the system. The Saints will be fine. I think. I think the Saints are going to be good. I think the Saints' issue is health. You know that 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 Jameis Winston's had a hard time staying healthy, uh, and also Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended probably for six games. Right, yes. so they're gonna they don't and they don't really have you know so they're gonna be throwing the ball, but they're gonna have Michael Thomas back supposedly. Uh, Michael Thomas back. They got he's on Chris Olave right now to start training camp, but they're yeah. hoping he's back for week one. But that's a big if still to me. I've got no, to see but it. they don't need to rush him. They're saying he's actually good. Like there's he doesn't need to be on the field now, right? It, it's all like the the it's all set for September. And don't forget they bring in Jarvis Landry uh, as well. So I, I think the, the Saints receiver. Yep. Yeah, Saints are an interesting team here. Uh, but Banner, we never got um, so any other what other um, you put the Chargers in. I want to get we're up against it here, but I'll uh, hang on. Well, I just want to get your take on the big hockey trade from Friday night, too. But so you, you put the Chargers in any other team totals. Did you play already or just the Chargers all in on the Chargers division win total Super Bowl and all that. But have you played anybody else? Uh, in terms of a win totals, there are some that I'm, I bet already and some I want to wait to see in the preseason how they uh, uh, go about things. Like San Francisco, for instance, is one where I'm not betting their win total until I see what Trey Lance looks like in the preseason. You know, i got to see some semblance of competence 
from him at the quarterback spot playing with the centers, the starters, I should say, uh, before I would back them. Uh, there's been a lot of a swell of, of – I'm going to buy into it with Detroit believe it or not, at the six, six and a half win total that's there with them, that I think they could go over that number. Because you look at it last year, they played physical football. Uh, they, they love playing for Campbell. Uh, I know Jared Goff's still questionable at quarterback, but I think they've improved in a lot of areas going into this season. And Chicago's bad. I don't trust Minnesota to be a whole lot better. Green Bay probably wins the division by default, but Green Bay's got their issues that they have to overcome, especially losing Devontae Adams and a patchwork receiving core and questions in other position groups as well. I think this is an opportunity for Detroit to, you know, all they need seven and 10. Could they get there with their schedule? I think they can. And I think Detroit will be a bet on team this year in terms of you'll get ATS value with them. Hell, you got some last year with this Lions team. So yeah, Detroit over that six and a half. The Detroit Lions uh, last year were one of the best uh, ATS teams in the National Football League. Yet I wonder if, if, if the odds makers will catch on. Uh, a little bit now. They won't get quite as many points. For the record, guys, so the best team against the spread last year were the Dallas Cowboys, 13-5. Uh, 13-5 and five. 13 and five against the spread. Uh, they, they covered 72.2% of the time. Very impressive. Cincinnati Bengals were 14-7, and seven, um, when regular season and playoffs included. 14-7 and seven ATS, 66.7%. The Green Bay Packers were 12-6 and six ATS, also at 66.7%. Uh, percent, and there we uh, we have the Detroit Lions checking in, Babano. Fourth best record ATS, 11 and 6 ATS, 64.7%. And right after that were San Francisco. Those were the only teams above 60%, which is incredibly profitable when you're getting into the 60% range. 49ers at 12 and 8 at uh, 60%. But I'll tell you what, um, the Detroit Lions are stacked. Uh, right now offensively they actually have a ton of talent they have a great offensive line defensively they're still a little thin they need work on the defensive side of the football but i do legitimately believe and i know this sounds crazy but i do legitimately believe that the lions will be the team to beat in this division two years from now like aaron once aaron rides off into the sunset and the vikings i think the vikings are going to be good but i think the lions really are going in the right direction for real real and they're going to be a good team um, in the future. More of a battle on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sunday, bloody Sunday continues. Bonus edition with Babano. I'm just flying by here tonight, Babano. We don't call it the quickest 180 minutes of sports talk radio uh, for nothing. I wanted to get your take on the overnight baseball, and uh, obviously I wanted to ask you about the big deal in the National Hockey League that broke on Friday night overnight um, between the uh, the Florida Panthers and the Calgary Flames. Uh, but as far as the National Football League uh, is concerned, I know you've got a list of, uh, of your leans your total lean, some of them you've already bet, some of them you're waiting for. What were they? So I've already bet Arizona under eight and a half. I know they've got Kyler back, but um, I, I worry about the trajectory of that team. I, I worry about the fact they're secondary other than Byron Murphy as no one I trust in that pass defense. Uh, and this was a team I loved last year and made me a lot of money, especially the first half of last year. But I'm ready to jump ship 
uh, on the Arizona Cardinals this year. I like Atlanta under. I bet that already. Baltimore over, I bet already. Carol, obviously, Carolina under. And I actually waited until the Baker trade, and then I bet the under six and a half right now. Get the better number. Uh, and I like Carolina under. I like Chicago under. Cincinnati over, I have not bet yet, uh, but I am leaning that way. Detroit over, as I mentioned. Uh, I'm talking myself, Gabe, into Indianapolis over nine and a half. And it's not that I love the Colts. It's that who else is going to perform in that division? Because I think the Titans are going to decline. Jaguars and Texans stink. Someone's got to win games in that division. I agree on the Colts. I like other side. I think the Colts are good, actually. I, I like the Colts. But one thing I'll throw out, and I'm going to say this as somebody that also thinks the Colts could win this division, Babano, I don't think Tennessee are subtly terrible. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people are sort of on to like it's over for Tennessee or something like, ah, the run's done uh, for them. I don't, I don't really, you know, and even like I said, I've been buying into the Colts and stuff, but let's, let's slow down on, on bearing the the Titans a little bit uh, here. I think Indy 10 and seven, Tennessee nine and eight. I could see something like that. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go. I hear what you're saying. I'm going to go one better for both. I think, I think Indy are like an 11 win team. And I think Tennessee probably a 10-win team. Like I, like I said, I don't think Tennessee are going to be terrible. Like, you you just nailed it, too. Look, Tennessee are better than Houston, and they're better in Jacksonville, right? So you get four games against the Texans and the Jags if you are the uh, the Colts, um, if you're the Colts and the Titans. My deal is just, look, they've got Derek. Yeah, they lose A.J. Brown. You know, that doesn't help you. Uh, but at the same point in time, wide receivers are replaceable. And they get Derek Henry back, bro. Right, like so. If Derrick Henry's healthy and he's playing, he's Derrick Henry, and he's still Derrick Henry. He still has miles. He still has uh, gas in the tank right now. The thing with Tannehill, it's a contract year for Tannehill, right? So we know they drafted the quarterback. Obviously, Um, they drafted the quarterback out of Liberty, but but he's playing for money right now. Babano, moving forward, like Ryan Tannehill's still young. Like he's still in his prime. It's not like he's set to retire or anything like that, but he also knows that he's not the future of this franchise just because he's going to make so much money. So Tannehill is playing. He gets to be a motivated guy this year, Babano. He will. Uh, There's right. And speaking of contract seasons, I'm going to go to one of my favorite win totals. I haven't mentioned it yet in the NFC, and part of me is saying, oh my gosh, Ian, are you going to regret it with this team? But they're in a, what, the worst division, I think, still top to bottom in the NFL, or at least one of the worst, uh, and that's the NFC East. I really like the New York Giants over seven and a half. I do. I like the culture that Brian Dable brings. Uh, of course, the, the young GM there that also came from the Buffalo Bills, and I know Daniel Jones is the guy that Danny Dimes can wreck this with another season that where, where he's disappointing and he plays poorly, but now the pieces are better around him than they've ever been. The offensive line's been vastly improved. I know there's still some questions in depth in the receiving core, but I think it's better than it's been, and I think the defense will also have a big step forward this year for the Giants, and more than anything, you've had years with McAdoo, years with Shermer, and all these coaches that were just for this franchise. Well, he's got a guy that I think knows what he's doing now, and Brian Dable uh, as commands respect, has a great mind for football, and I think that's going to help this team. I like him over 7.5 because Dallas has questions. Washington's bad. Philly's getting too much hype for my liking. Give me the New York Giants over. I'll tell you what, though. McAdoo did get him into the playoffs, at least. Unlike right. uh, Shermer was then terrible. He was yeah. bad, bad. Shermer was bad. And you did it would be it's, you know you'd be hard pressed to believe Babano that after Shermer that anyone could have been worse than him, but no they found someone worse in Joe Judge. <laughs> like, I didn't even mention him. Yeah, Joe Judge. Uh, Joe Joe Judge was bad. Guy, yeah. yeah, like Joe Judge was bad, bad, terrible. Um, Shermer Shermer's not an idiot. Like Shermer's been around the NFL and stuff, but Shermer's deal was. He didn't One change for sure. It. They're gonna have better play calling than those three guys gave the Giants. Well, he didn't change anything, Shermer ever. He was basically the type of coach that would just sort of run the same plays and his personnel were getting burnt all the time. And he would just basically say, they need to execute. It's like, no, you're asking them to do things they can't do. It's too complicated. Like, and why, like, you know, he just, he didn't get it. And then you got Joe Judge who just, you know, whatever. Joe Judge, you know, just was in over his head to be a head coach. Now you got Dable in here. I like, you know, I listen, I like Danny Dimes. I like Daniel Jones. I don't think he's really been given he's a fair a opportunity. Yeah, it's contract. He's season another one. Yeah. yeah, he's another one that's playing for. This is going to uh, be his one chance to get a big payday. 
You know, do you think well, he wants to? I wouldn't up? say big payday, but Ben, it'll be his chance. This is his chance solid. not to lose. This is his chance to stay in the league. Let's, yeah, stay this is his chance to stay in the league. Yes, like, and I don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? Because I don't. there's not going to be teams lining up for him to make him the starter, as you saw. Like, similar with Baker Mayfield. He doesn't have the baggage, but he needs to play well for the Giants and stay with the Giants type of deal. Otherwise, he's going to turn into a backup uh, somewhere. But the Michael Jordan of the NFL this year. It's his last dance. <laughs> don't say that, Papano. Daniel Jones. Yeah, yeah. It's the last. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Papano. Uh, 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 what is? All right, Papano. Uh, so I had a big deal the other night uh, with with Kachuk and uh, and Huberto and first round draft picks and and other and other players uh, in the deal. What did you make of the big uh, Calgary Flames Florida Panther deal the other night? So right now it looks phenomenal for Calgary. But this is one of those trades where you're going to have to call me in a year and see what happens in the offseason. Because as great as it was to get Jonathan Huberto, a proven top six forward who's had a terrific career, still got a lot of great years ahead of him, and Mackenzie Wegar, who I think's rapidly ascended as one of the most improved defensemen in the NHL the last year or two, great players, great additions. They will maintain Calgary's, in terms of at least being a playoff team, I think they at least will be with those two guys. But here's the risk that uh, Brad Tree Living runs by making this trade w- with Florida for Matthew Kachuk. Both Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Wiegar are free, unrestricted free agents after this season. And rumblings are that Huberto was blindsided by this trade and was not thrilled at the very beginning hearing about it. Like he, it shocked him that it happened and that it was. I don't think Calgary. they told him. I don't think they told him. I think he basically yeah. just sort of found out, like everybody that oh, I guess got you know. Um, Apparently he was I, no, I, waiting for an okay. offer from Florida for a contract extension. They, he never heard from them, and the next yeah. thing he hears, he's been traded. So you the can NHL, man. Yep. Like it's funny the NHL they always talk about like what great guys they are and the hockey way and all this, and they screw people. Well, the hockey the culture's taking a beating right now. Yeah. Just well, yeah, that's well, it's always has. But I'm talking just think back to like Mark Andre Fleury, bro. The guy was the face of the Las Vegas team, right? They didn't even tell him. Same thing. They didn't tell him that they traded him. He found out on Twitter, which is just ridiculous. Like, especially for Huberto as well, to find out through the media that he had been traded is is pathetic. And I hear you saying, listen, it's, it's a gamble moving forward for Calgary, but at the same point in time, the sky was falling on them, bro, right? I mean... He did as good as he could have yeah, given the tough situation. Did. And now, now, Babano, they can feel this out now. And also, Huberto's got to play well. He's playing for money. Right, so it's not like he's gonna, you know what I mean. So he's he's got to play well. He's playing for a contract, whether it's there. Oh, he or won't have asset. He'll play. He'll play. And yeah. and so you're getting a motivated player, and also Babano, they could trade him as well. You know what I'm saying? So they could have yeah, a few. If you have any doubts about these two yeah, guys? They could have You got to deal them at the deadline. Yeah. Yeah, they have a feel for this, and then they know. All right, listen, we don't think he's gonna resign with us, right? Like you know, you have honest talks with him and. And point blank, you say, all right, if you're not going to resign with us, you know, then you could swing him and get quite a bit for him. And then, you know what I mean? You're just sort of, you're getting is you're trying to maximize this property, so to speak, sort of like real estate. If you got to flip it, you flip it again after. If you can keep it, you keep it after. But for as of right now, they did as good of a job as they could have done for battle. They stalked the team. The team is still a competitive team right now, despite the fact that the sky was falling and it seemed like everybody wanted out. And now they can deal with this moving forward after Babano midseason, right? Like I said, if if they don't think Huberto is going to resign with him, trade him. Pretty simple. They're a competitive right? team. I still don't think Calgary's as good as they were last year. There's no way I think they're as good as they were last year, but they're still a playoff team because to me, Gabe, you're still taking 219 points it's away tough. from last year's team. 219 points combined between Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. But at the same point in time, they didn't win in the playoffs with him, right? So... They could also say, yeah, you know, I mean, we can pay these guys all this money. Markstrom wasn't good. The defense suddenly was terrible in front of him and letting Edmonton speak. Goudreau was terrible, though, in that series, bro. He disappeared. I agree. He he underwhelmed. And Kachuk, Kachuk got punked by Evander Kane, right? He was melting off to Kane all the time about bankruptcy and money and stuff. Kane scoring hat tricks. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm not denying that Kachuk's a good Good job by the Oilers keeping Kane, by the way. Oh, yeah. Very good job. Uh, The Oilers are going to be dangerous next year, bringing Campbell in. He's perfect fit to play on that line with him, with Connor. I want to say that about Kachuk, though. One thing, I I understand this. I get it from Florida's perspective. I think they, they gave up a bit too much, but I'm just saying that they they needed some sandpaper. They they need, you know what I mean? 
Except to me, Babano yeah, like very little snarl. Yeah, yes, exactly. Babano, why the hell? Then why not just go sign Kadri? You know what I mean? Then you don't have to trade anybody. He's a free agent. Just get Kadri. There he is. There's your sandpaper. Like, and then you keep it together. You have Huberto, and you say, "Listen, man, we're missing. We're we're, we're kind of too soft. We're a little too finesse, right? Like, we're it's good for the regular season, but we need to get a little tougher." Same with the Rangers. Remember, Babano a couple of years ago, the Rangers were the same thing. They were kind of soft, right? Remember when uh, Panarin got ragdolled and like they were getting pushed around by the Capitals, and they said, "No more. This is never happening again." And you see, you know what I mean? And they got tougher. They got bigger. Doesn't mean they got goonish, but they just got tougher, bigger guys, right? Yep. And I think I think Florida sees the same thing right now. So I sort of get it for their perspective, but I don't think Kachuk puts them over the top or anything. But I understand the move, like them wanting a player like him. And you mentioned the Rangers. Vincent Trocek, who they got at the trade deadline, he gives them that edge. He plays with some physicality. He'll get in some scrums, and he's a great player in terms of his skill level and his offensive upside, but he's got a little pushback in his game. So the Rangers did a great job adding more of that. And, uh, look, there's a lot to like about that Rangers team. I really think the yeah, sky's the yeah. limit for them next year. Yeah, I think they've, um, in Eastern Conference, like they're, they, I believe they're going to make the Stanley Cup in the next couple of years. All right, uh, Babano, we got about a minute left. We appreciate your time. Time just flew by uh, tonight. What about the overnight baseball? Anything catch your eye? Uh, in terms of baseball tomorrow, uh, when I look at the card, there's a couple that stand out for me. Um, I think at this point in time, we've got to start looking toward baiting Seattle a little bit. And they were a team that I, you know, was looking to ride quite a bit. And I see them favored after well, getting off swept the bandwagon by now. <laughs> yeah, I'm off the bandwagon a little bit. And Chris Flexen hasn't pitched great for them. Uh, not that Texas is any great shakes or Glenn Otto, their starter tomorrow, but you know, right now Houston's not, or sorry, Seattle rather is not a team. I'm looking to lay a buck 45 with, you know, after getting swept by Houston and I'm starting to worry that things but are going to go. Houston are that good. It's a yeah. big series for them against Texas to get and back on track. I have to take track. Cleveland against Boston. Please sack over Pavetta. Boston's falling apart. Fade Boston. That's what I did all weekend. I'll be on Cleveland for sure uh, on Monday. All right, Ian Cameron. Sounds like you're 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 recovered from COVID. Uh, this is the first time. Yeah, your voice sounds. Um, you sound pretty much full strength now, but bad. Yeah, we're tonight. pretty much back. Thank goodness. But uh, I appreciate everybody's concern the last few weeks. I appreciate it. Really do. Oh, we weren't concerned. We we we, we worked you. Uh, <laughs> For you're your on the show. Concerned. Like yeah. Yeah, no no you you got through it. You're all right. <laughs> you're all right. All right. Uh, thanks uh, thanks for We'll catch up with you on Wednesday. All right. Good stuff. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Wow, it was the quickest 180 minutes uh, once again tonight. As always. And it'll only get quicker because football is going to be back. And the dynamic of the show will change a little bit, basically. Once the college football season starts, and, you know, NFL preseason, we bet the NFL preseason, but I'm saying, you know, once the college football, August 26th, uh, there's one game, and then the 27th, there's a bunch of games. And then the following week is when the big-time teams uh, step up and in. But, it'll, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, 
130 games a week or whatever. Like, we're going to be on, all right, this game, that game, this team, that team, this game, NFL, you know, college football. We've got the baseball playoffs coming. It's a great time of the year coming up here. Great time to be a sports fan, a sports better uh, as well. Um, we had a pretty good weekend. We're starting to get back on track. We were killing it for a couple of months. We had a rocky couple of weeks where we just had bad luck. I don't like the term bad beats. You know what I mean? It is what it is. If you made the, I made the bet, it was a bad bet. But, you know, we, we, we lost a ton of games at the end. At the buzzer, at this, at that. You know what I mean? It was always something at the end. Weird happening. We're starting to get on track a little bit. I bet too much on an MLS game uh, last night. I got a little carried away, um, and I paid the price for it. Uh, but we got it back. Uh, we had, we had, we were on Verstappen this morning. We got kind of lucky. Ferrari. Ferrari have a fast car, man. Ferrari have fast cars, but it's just it's one thing after another with them, right? They either you know they have fuel issues. They've got mechanical issues. They make the wrong decision in the garage. There's like always something. But we cashed that ticket. Um, as far as the overnight action is concerned. I don't really like this baseball card tomorrow. We talked about it earlier. There's a lot of just sort of bad teams playing against each other, and I don't like bad team matchups in baseball. I kind of stay away from them for the most part. But I will lay the run and a half with the Dodgers. Other than that, you're on your own. Thanks to our crew. Thanks to our guests. May the winners be yours. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.